I don't want to be among that number. Because I know that he is. And that he is a rewarder for them that diligently We hear about this coronavirus. We hear about first one thing and another. The church, I'm going to tell you, this is only the beginning. It's nothing like what's going to be. But nonetheless, his word will never change.
word this morning. Amen. Amen. We're going to go to the book of Hebrews chapter 11. I know when you think of Hebrews 11, one word pops in your mind. Because this is the chapter known as either the heroes of faith, the hall of faith, or faith. However you want to look at it. We're going to talk about faith just a little bit this morning. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11. I'm going to begin reading in verse 1. Hebrews 11. 1. If you're there, say amen. 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 If you're not there, say hold on. Praise the Lord. Ain't done that in a long time. The writer says here in Hebrews 11 and 1, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, speaking of faith, the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. It says, by faith we believe in creation. Mm -hmm. By faith Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained a witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it he being dead yet speaketh. By faith Enoch was translated that he should not see death, and was not found because God had translated him. For before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now, if you will, turn over to chapter 12. Go down to verse 2, verse 2, and I'm just going to look at the first part of this verse. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. You may be seated. Now, every time we preach or bring a message from the book of Hebrews, I always uh, tell you basically what the theme of this book is. The theme of the book of Hebrews is that Jesus is better. Mm -hmm. And if you look throughout the chapters of the book of Hebrews, you'll see where the writer tells us that Jesus is better than the high priest. Right. Jesus is better than the Old Testament sacrifices. Amen. Jesus is better than the law. And it talks about the superiority and, and the preeminence of Jesus in salvation. And when you look through this book, you'll see the reason for the writing of this book. And it was written to Christians. But it was written to Christians who were struggling in their faith in Jesus Christ either because they felt they had to continue the, the rituals and, and all the things under the law or there were other Christians telling them, listen, you can believe in Jesus and be saved, but you still have to do these works under the law. And the writer of this book is telling them that, listen, Jesus alone is sufficient for salvation. Amen. Now, you and I today, we've got to be careful that we don't look at Christianity as a rule book of do's and don'ts. That's not what it is. Right. That we don't look at salvation as certain requirements that, that we have to keep. And if we don't keep those requirements, then we're going to find ourselves in trouble with God. 
Salvation is about having a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Salvation is about being set free, folks, from the bondage that we were in with sin, speaking to them the bondage that they had under the law, but yet we know that, that salvation is about freedom. It's not about worrying where I'm doing something wrong or I'm doing something right. The Scripture tells us when we're saved, we're given the earnest of the Spirit. When we believe that truth of the Word of God that's preached, we, we accept Christ as our Savior. We're filled with the Holy Spirit of God. Now, the Holy Spirit will lead God and direct us, and He will also check us and let us know if, if we do something wrong. And, and we don't have to go ask somebody. I, I've always found when somebody will come to me, and then you as Christians maybe have found the same thing, they'll, they'll say, well, preacher, do you, do you think it's wrong if such, such, such? <laughs> Now, the reason I say I find it funny because most of the time somebody asks that question, they already think it's wrong. Yeah. Or maybe the Holy Spirit has already revealed or, or, or shown them that it's wrong, but they're wanting somebody to reaffirm maybe what they think. And folks, I guarantee you today, the Holy Spirit will never lead you down the wrong path. He'll, he'll never lead you down the wrong road. And he'll, he'll get you to that place that we need to go. But as we see these people just struggling with, with their faith, and, and we have to understand, folks, when we, we have faith, it, 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 it's walking what? By faith and not by sight in our, our salvation. Now, faith is a big part of our everyday life. Every single day. Amen. And I'm going to give you some examples here that have nothing to do with the Bible, nothing to do with our relationship with God. How many of you driving down the road come to a red light when before you put your foot over on that brake, you, you think, well, is my brake going to work or is it not going to work? We don't think of that, do we? What do we do? We put our foot on the brake because we know, we have no doubt in our mind, that brake is going to stop. That's right. Amen. We have sickness. What do we do? We go to a doctor. Many times somebody we don't know anything about, there's a certificate on the wall or, or a, a diploma or whatever, and, and they'll tell us what's wrong with us, and they'll write us a prescription. What do we do? We'll take that prescription down to the pharmacy and we'll give it to the, the pharmacist there who we may not know, we may know. And they'll give us those pills. And what do we do? We look at the instructions and we take those pills just like I said. Why do we do that? We think it's going to, we have faith that it's going to take care of us. But how come we're not that automatic with our faith in God? Right. How come we're not that, that, that without second doubting or, or second guessing in our faith in God? We just, just automatically know that, that God's going to take care of us. And we're going to look at a few things of faith and what it says here in this, this book of Hebrews. But what we need to get out of all of this is to understand that the author and the finisher of our faith is Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The saving faith. Yeah. See, there's a difference between faith and saving faith. Amen. And it's that saving faith that is important that we need to exercise. Now, we think about faith and what is the nature of faith. It tells us that in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Now, I've seen little placards. I've seen signs. I've seen different things that, that kind of reword this, but basically saying the same thing. But really, the best definition that we can have of faith is right here in verse 1. It's what? It is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And what that tells us there is faith is not just a sentiment. Faith is not just an idea. Faith is not just a thought. But faith is, folks, what? A substantial reality. You see that word substance? You know what substance means? There's something to it. 
Right. It's not just a pipe dream or some pie in the sky idea that, well, if I just believe in God and I trust in God, I'm going to walk down the, the, my walk of life and everything's going to be fine. We know and we trust and we have faith in God, folks, that it's a substantial reality. There's something solid and there's something real about faith that begins and ends with Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now think about this for a minute. There's two facets or two parts of faith that, that we see. First of all, there's that, that inward confidence. Saying, I know God can. And, and I think we all can probably have enough faith to say that. Well, I know God can. I know God can do this. I know he's able to do that. I know there's nothing beyond the scope and the power of God. You know, he said one time, and he asked one of the prophets there, he said, I'm the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything that's too hard for me? Right. There's nothing that's too hard for God. We know that. But when it comes time to ask him, what do we say? Well, I don't know if he's going to do it or not. Yeah. The Lord, I don't know if this or I don't know if that. But, but you think about that facet of faith, first of that inward belief that we have, knowing that he can. But think about those times when you have seen that, that blessing and you've seen God answer that prayer. or You've seen God move in your life because of your faith. And think how great that that was. There's that inward and there's also that outward experience that we have when it comes to true faith. And we understand, as we said, somebody that, that has faith in God and believes in God and, and trusts in Him is not living just some fairy tale. Amen. It's not just some, some pipe dream, as we said, folks, but we have to understand. And when you look to the Word of God, as a matter of fact, I read a few of them there to you here in chapter 11 of what the Scripture says about them. When you have time, go on through this chapter 11 and read about what it says. Anybody that has ever made a mark or left an impression, folks, in, in, in the history of, of a relationship with God or, or walking with God or Christianity, whether it be these individuals in the Word of God, whether it be people living today, has been because of their great faith. Amen. You're going to read in here. When you take time to read this, you're going to see that God did great things <clears throat> because of people's faith. But you're also going to see that people suffered, but God kept them. God took care of them because of their faith. Yeah. Some were delivered, some were not. See, that's where sometimes we, we might not realize what, what exactly our faith is going to bring. We may pray to, that God would deliver us from a situation or, or pray that God would move mountains or, or take care of something. When, when it's God's will and God's way that, that we go through that, what we have to understand is that He will never leave us nor forsake us. And, and to know that it's not because we failed in our faith, but our faith in God is what got us through. That's right. See, there's something about that genuine faith and something about that, that true faith. See, true faith, not only will true faith take you to Walmart without a fear of getting sick, not only will true faith take you to Kroger's without fear of getting sick, but true faith will bring you to the house of God without fear of getting sick. Amen. Folks, there's people like that today. Probably not you that are here, maybe many that are watching. And I know that there's a lot, folks, there's several in our church family, believe this or not, that have never left the house since all this started. And I didn't do that. Under no, no choice, really no choice. They're, they're very vulnerable at their age or whatever conditions that they had, and they're not able to get out. But then you see others that are out here and they're out there and they've got pictures everywhere, but man, I can't go to the house of God, might get sick. <laughs> yeah. True faith will get you over that. But when we think about faith, let's look, let's look at a few things that, and, and you're, you know, sometimes to, to understand what something is, you have to see what it is not. Right. So let's think about what the Word of God says here. Now, faith is not a future hope, 
But faith is what? A present fact. Now, now it says here, faith is what? The substance of things hopeful. What's the difference between hope and faith? Hope is always in the future. Yeah. Well, I hope this happens. And I hope it don't rain today. And I hope I get this. And I hope I get that, that promotion. Or I hope I get that raise. Or I hope my family's okay. Hope is always looking to the future where faith is always existing in the present. And you think about it, folks. Hope is expecting. Faith is accepting. Hope says he will bless. Faith says he does bless. And there's not one of us here today, I'm sure, that can say, well, God's never blessed me. Regardless of our spiritual condition, whether we're saved or whether we're lost, we are recipients of the goodness of God. Amen. Because it's through God's blessing and God's goodness that we're still here. Amen. And understand, as they said, if somebody that's unsaved, that opportunity to get saved is still there. And you think about when you, you, you're looking at the future, you're looking at the past, you're looking at the present. Abraham is a great example of, of, of faith in God. We've been studying a little bit as Paul spoke about Abraham in the book of Romans on Wednesday nights. But when you look at Abraham, you see all three tenses of time in God's will and God's walk with him. God said what? I'm going to bless you. I'm blessing you now. And then one of these days, guess what? It's going to be just that. I've made you. Listen to what God said before it ever happened. I have made you a father of many nations. Wait a minute. God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham. I will bless you. And I've already blessed you because I've made you a father of many. He made Abraham a father of many nations before Abraham ever stepped out. Amen. And I think sometimes when we look at the faith of Abraham and we look at the faith of those that, that stepped out in obedience to God, sometimes, and maybe I'm just talking about myself here, but sometimes that's where we fall short. We don't look at things as if they already are. We doubt and hope that they will be. See, that's the difference between hope and faith. And to understand, folks, that God is able today. Listen, Abraham had to count it as if it was already done. Think about that for a minute. He had to count it and believe God that what God said was going to happen has already happened. Now, one of the things that we need to look at, when you see the Word of God and you go over here and you start reading some things, and, and we know that there's things that are still uh, in our future, but here's the thing about it. When it's in the Word of God, you can say right now, it's already done and sealed, and it's a done deed. Amen. Yeah, amen. Why? Through faith, folks, we ought to do that. Right. It's that same faith. Listen to what God told Joshua. You know, Joshua was a successor to Moses. It said, Arise. Go over Jordan unto the land, now would you listen to this, which I give you. Present tense. Even the children of Israel, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread, future tense. Think about that. Every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon, that have I given. Past tense. Given unto you as I said unto Moses. So God said to Joshua there, hey, Joshua, you go over into the land of Jordan, which I'm giving you, and when you get over there, every place that your foot is going to tread is going to be yours. Why? Because I've already given it to you. Amen. And I think sometimes that's where we may fall short in our faith in God because we don't see things as already done, as we said, but we can't tend to doubt and hope that they're going to be that way. But God says we need to have that faith that calls it as now. We need to to look through the future and see the things that, that, that are, are, are maybe not here in our present, but see them as if they're already done. Amen. That's true faith in God. 
So faith is what? It's not a, a future hope, but it's a present fact. Also, faith is not vision, but lives in the unseen. Think about that for a minute. How many of you ever heard or maybe even used this expression? I have. Seeing is believing. Yeah. See, it's not believing. No. If you see it, there's no need to believe it. It's already happened. <laughs> there's nothing there to believe or, or, or think about. Come on, You've already seen it. But to yeah. understand, folks, as the scripture says, what? We walk by faith and not sight. Amen. Faith can step into a desert and see a beautiful garden. Amen. Faith can step into the darkness and see the, the marvelous light of God. Faith can look at things that, that seem to be impossible to the human mind, to the natural man, and see them possible in the hands of God. Amen. That's what faith does. Well, it's not something that we already see. That's already completed. It's something that we believe now. That's, going to be, that's what it's talking about there when it says what? It's the substance of things hoped for. The evidence, and evidence is something that's real, that's solid, of things that are not seen. Amen. Walk by faith. Come on, Tony. Not by sight is what the scripture says. Amen. And understand that, folks, that faith goes against the natural senses of man. Right. Think about it. We, we're taught about our five senses in, in grade school. You know, and, and we can feel stuff, we, we smell stuff, we hear, and, and, and we see all these things. But you know, faith says that I can see things that others may not see. Faith says that I can hear things that others may not hear. And to understand, folks, when we see, when we have the eyes that we need to see the things of God, we have the ears that we need to hear the things of God, and then we can put our faith in action and call those things as if they already were. Folks, we've got evidence in this body of believers right here of so many things of faith. If people have been stood up here and, and have testified about things and that, you know, I'm believing God and I'm trusting Him, and I guarantee you somebody somewhere else sitting here said, it ain't going to work. <laughs> Never going to happen. We'll not see that happen. See, that's the difference between that, that faith and the other faith. Amen. Because there's one faith that says, I'm just trusting God and I know it's going to happen. And somebody else says, Well, that's not going to happen. The other one says, Well, I, you know, this is where it comes in. I believe it when I say it. Amen. <laughs> no, true faith, genuine faith in God, through, through the author and finisher of our faith, Jesus Christ, says, What? I believe it, though I don't see it. I believe it, even though it may not be come to fruition here, that it, it, it is real. It's that same with you. We talk about Abraham again. What does the scripture say? He considered not his own body or the deadness of Sarah's womb, and what? Against hope, believed in hope. Seeing, folks, is the, is, is the material manifestation of it happening. There's no faith required when you see it. There's no faith required when it's there in front of you. There's no faith required when it's all said and done. But usually those same people say it's never going to happen. I mean, I'm not going to see it. This ain't going to work. Now, are the ones that say, I was praying about it. I knew God was able. So it depends on which side we're on or which end we're on. Maybe a better thing. But to understand, folks, what, as I said, faith sees and hears what others can. And you think about Moses, folks. Moses believed, the scripture said, as seeing him who is invisible. Think about what David said. David said, because I have the Lord always said, this may not be verbatim. You go check that scripture, you might find a word or two off. Because I have the Lord always set before me 
That's what he said. I have the Lord set before me right now, right here. I shall not be moved. Amen. No matter what comes in the future, no matter what comes my way, no matter what failures that I may be guilty of, listen, I'm not going to be moved from my walk in God. Why? Because I always set him before me. A true mark of faith is always setting God before you. Amen. Amen. Folks, that doesn't mean putting God first. We know that. He's talking about I always have God in my presence. Always seeking God, always desiring God, always wanting the things of God. That's what he's talking about. And because of that, he said, I shall not be moved. So faith is not, not vision, but it lives in the unseen. Faith is not probability. Now think about this. Well, what's the probability of that happening? You ever heard anybody say that? Well, it's, it, it's possible, but not probable. Yeah. We, we try to justify things. Well, I, I believe this is going to happen. Well, that's possible, but it's not probable. Faith is not probability, folks. Faith is a certainty. Yeah. It's a certainty. And so many times we, we look at faith as an uncertain part of our Christian walk. As something we can't be sure about. Something that, that we can't depend upon. Something we can't rely on or fully uh, give ourselves to. You see, faith requires a full commitment from you and from me in our walk with God. Amen. And think about it, folks. Listen, it's the evidence, as we said, of things not seen. The proving and assurance of things that you don't see. And you think about this chapter, when you read about each and every one of these, it talked about all of those that were all in. There was a boldness and, and, and an assurance in God that it didn't turn them around. They were all in 100%. And, and once again, maybe I'm just talking about me, but sometimes that may be the problem with Christians today is we're not all in. Man. When it comes especially to our faith. Man. Now think about, think about soldiers out there on the battlefield. The enemy's got a hill. They've got to take that hill. The leader gives the charge, let's go. There's no saying, well, are we going to go up the hill or we're not going to go up the hill? Are we going to be successful or are we not going to be? Hey, they're all in. There's no second guessing. There's no turning around. There's no retreating. When they say take the hill, they go to take the hill. And when God tells us, listen, that, that this can, can happen and, and he's going to take care of us and we just need to trust him and be all in, that's what we need to do. Trust him and be all in. Amen. You see, it's just like over here in chapter 10. You don't have to turn there. But the writer, same writer here says, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Chapter 10, verse 35. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. You know what he's saying there? Don't lose faith. Amen. Don't let your faith down. Don't let your faith grow weak. Well, preacher, I, I, you know, I, sometimes I have trouble with my faith, and, and, and I'm just a little weak. I think maybe we all go through that from time to time. What can I do to strengthen my faith? I tell you right now, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Get in the Word of God. Amen. You want to strengthen your faith. Faith is not a probability, it's a certainty. Amen. We need to have the faith of Peter. Woo. <laughs> you mean the one that when he was pointed out as being a follower of Jesus, he denied him three times? That's the one we need to faith of? Another Peter we need to faith of is when he was in that boat that night and he said, Jesus, if it's you, tell me to come. He said, it is I, come. What did he do? He didn't hesitate. 
He didn't think about walking on the water. He didn't think about what was going to happen when he stepped out of that boat. He immediately responded uh, uh, in obedience to Jesus Christ, stepped out, and guess what? Peter walked on the water. Right. You show me anywhere in the Bible where somebody else besides Jesus walked on the water. <laughs> yeah. There's only been one. Then you look at Peter after the day of Pentecost. And through his faith, what a great champion for Jesus Christ he was. But yet it's that bold, it's that same, same boldness that this writer of Hebrews writes about here in another chapter. Talking about our great high priest. Remember I told you Jesus is better than the high priest of the Old Testament? Our great high priest, which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but in all points was tempted like we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore what come boldly into the throne of grace, that we might obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Amen. Amen. Come boldly. It doesn't mean to come arrogantly or proudly. It means to come in full assurance and faith in God through Jesus Christ. Amen. That he is able. Sometimes, maybe, once again, I'll say me. Maybe there's things in my Christian walk that I haven't fully realized or fully enjoyed or, or, or maybe uh, became a, a part of my life because I didn't just fully trust God. Amen. We need to trust him, folks, and trust him completely. Have that moment. It's just like when Jesus said, hey, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. But listen now. He also said, but no man comes to me. What? Except my Father draws him. But what else did he say? And whosoever my Father giveth me, I will in no wise cast out. That assurance that the Word of God says, that as we hear the Word of God and faith has dealt us and, and the Holy Spirit deals with us, if we'll be obedient to that calling and, and we'll come to God, we have an assurance and no doubt that He's going to save us. And I'll tell you right now, the night I got saved, September the 11th, 1982, Walnut Grove Fruit Baptist Church, Chauncey, West Virginia. Listen, when I moved out of that pew, I always said I believe I was saved already, but I never had a doubt that He wasn't going to save me. Amen. Amen. Never had a doubt. We need to have our Christian life live it that same way. Never have a doubt when it comes to God. Amen. Because he's able tonight, folks. And know many times, many times, not all of the difference in Christians consists in their faith in God. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And how how much their faith is 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 exercised. Maybe a good, maybe not a good, so a good way to put it. But we have to understand, folks, that a confident faith, a bold faith, you know what it does? It reaches the throne of God. The scripture says it can move mountains. Listen, in my life, I've never been able to speak to a mountain or move it to the sea. You say, preacher, the Bible says if you had faith in grain mustard seed, you could do that. What would happen if one of us could do that? People would be well, thinking, yeah, look what I can do. Then everybody would be coming to you want you to do this and do this. The eyes would be off God and off Jesus, and the eyes would be on you. Right. But there's been a lot of spiritual mountains he's moved in my life. And I thank him for that. Go back to what the writer said here. What? Hey, cast not away, therefore, your confidence. Don't, don't let your faith grow weak. Don't cast off your faith. Don't, don't lose faith. Which he says here, which hath great recompense of reward. Folks, when you think about faith, faith connects helpless man. 
to the power of Almighty God. Amen. Amen. The one that says that we see the things that the world's refrained and by things that are not seen and not by what they appear to be by. The same God that spoke this world into existence, the same God that created man out of a little bit of dirt of the ground and breathed the breath of life into his nostrils and he became a living soul. The same God that, that, that keeps all of this in order, folks, is the same God that's touched and moved by our faith. That's what the Word says. So let's not, what, cast aside our faith. Let's, let's not let it grow weak. And to understand that a true hallmark of faith or evidence of faith, if you will, is endurance. Listen, sometimes you, you might get bent, but you don't get broke. You might get down, but you don't get discouraged and quit. You might have troubles, but they don't drive you away from the Lord. Both believe today that through faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Listen, I don't care what comes in your life. Trust in God. Amen. Amen. He'll get you through. Praise the Lord. Brother Amen. Amen. As we stand. Thank you, Jesus. Folks, you'll find that same faith that's got you through in the past is the same faith that's working in your life today and the same faith that'll get you through no matter what comes in the future. See, we all know the past. We know everything that's happened in the past. Maybe today we think we know what's going on, but we don't know what the future holds. Right. That's why faith is very important. Heads bowed, eyes closed today. Very simple. Very simple. How's your faith today? Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, as the writer said. He's the beginning and the ending. You realize today that faith is the foundation of our relationship with God. The Bible says that we're saved by grace through faith. It's a gift of God. That not of yourselves, lest any man should love Bible also says, now, listen, we're kept by the power of God. See, sometimes we get that in our mind, as long as I do all the do's and don't do the don'ts, then, then God's going to be happy with me. Listen, you just follow the Holy Spirit's leading in your life. You're not going to do everything right. Not one of us are going to be perfect. faith that keeps us. Knowing today that it's through and by that sacrificial death of Jesus Christ upon the cross of Calvary. That blood that was shed for the payment of sins of mankind, yours and mine. That glorious resurrection looks where he defeated death, hell, and the grave. That we have victory today. God said it. I believe it. That settles it. Guess what? God said it. Whether you believe it or not, that settles it.
reality, folks. And the evidence, there's proof, there's proof of the things not seen. Anything to 